Hey everybody, Buzz here for another episode of the K-Fabe or Die News, the weekly podcast where I go over all the latest news in the world of professional wrestling. This week I got a couple of news stories out of WWE. I got the full card uh, to go over for the full gear show for AEW this Saturday, and I got results from Power Struggle, which took place this past Sun, uh, yeah, Sunday uh, for New Japan Pro Wrestling, which will lead into also um, the latest up-to-date card for Wrestle Kingdom 14, which takes place on January 4th and 5th, um, 2020. So um, with all that, if you want to follow us on our social medias, we are available on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Die. And if you want to listen to our podcast, um, we are available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Overcast. Um, there you can listen to future and past episodes of the Kayfabe or Die podcast. Uh, you can listen to Johnny and myself. Um, we did our, our weekly show on Tuesday where we covered um, Crown Jewel results. We recapped uh, Friday Night Smackdown and Monday Night Raw from this past week. Uh, so if you want to give us a follow and listen over there, we would greatly appreciate it. So uh, let me get into all the news for the week. Like I said, uh, WWE has a couple of news stories. Uh, first off, we have a WWE superstar re-signing with the company. Um, as reported on WWE Backstage this past Tuesday, Randy Orton has a re-signed a five-year contract with the WWE. Uh, there was a lot of uh, reports and indication and rumors that uh, Randy Orton could possibly have been heading to AEW once his contract was uh, expired. Also, he maybe uh, hinted towards that on social media, kind of, you know, messing with people, showing some pictures and stuff like that. But Randy Orton has signed a five-year contract. Um, I believe his contract, current contract, ends actually next year. I know he signed a 10-year contract. Um, I, For some reason, I thought I read that it actually ends next year, not this year. Um, but that puts Randy Orton uh, with the WWE for another five years after the contract expires. Um, that should put him into about his, what, mid-40s or so. I think he's, what, 39, 40 years old now. Um, so I would think that this would be his, you know, last uh, contract, um, or at least last big contract. Um, he still, you know, once it's over, might, you know, resign a year here, do other things, you know. Um, but I, I'm, I'm happy because I just don't think Randy Orton fits in AEW. I just don't think he would fit with some of the wrestlers and kind of, you know, the thing that AEW's got going. I just don't think that really fits Randy Orton. I think of anybody, especially on the WWE roster, that's like a WWE wrestler. I think Randy Orton is number one up there. So it makes a lot of sense for him to stay in the WWE. So we'll be seeing the RKO for another five years in the WWE. Um, so big news there. Uh, next up, um, we got the news that everybody's been talking about the last week or so, uh, which is the Saudi gate. Uh, I'm sure you're aware, but if you're not, and if you're living under a rock, last week WWE was over in Saudi Arabia for the Crown Jewel pay-per-view on October 31st on Halloween, and 
the wrestlers were stuck in Saudi Arabia after the show and couldn't make their flight out uh, to make it in time for SmackDown Live the next day. A few people did, Vince McMahon and some higher-ups, Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, and a few other people that had personal planes were able to make it out, but the rest of the superstars that um, were there were not able to make it out right away. And a lot of people were trying, were I want to say confused, but there's a lot of different reports coming out from wrestlers, from non-wrestlers, about what all really happened there. Um, some early reports were saying that the wrestlers were being held hostage, uh, that Vince McMahon um, cut the live feed for the pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia early because Saudi Arabia owed money to Vince McMahon for them going over there. Um and just a lot of stuff going on. Wrestlers were saying that they were taken off of planes by military police with guns. Uh, but then, contradicting that, there was other wrestlers like AJ Styles said not, he didn't see any of that happening. That the reason why all this happened was there was some mechanical issues. Um, there was like staff that were um, were working that had to leave for the day and caused some issues there. Um, some also some stuff to do with the pilots not being able to fly because they have a like 24 hour uh minimum where they like they can't fly um more than 24 hours during a day for their, their own safety and stuff like that and most of the pilots all the pilots there hit that like quota so they weren't actually able to get a flight out because of that too so Corey graves uh said on the new wwe podcast that uh, a lot of people were saying that Vince McMahon just left all the wrestlers there and before everything happened. And he said that that wasn't true, that like Vince McMahon leaves early all the time, regardless of where they're at, because he's the owner of the company and he's got other stuff he has to attend to, especially with them having SmackDown the next day. He had to get hurry up and get out to get to uh, Buffalo to where SmackDown was at so that he could start getting the show ready for there. Um, so there's a lot of big mess there. Um, I don't know if you know, but WWE supposedly does have a deal with Saudi Arabia till 2027. So I don't know if this is going to affect that. Um, there's just a lot of hearsay, and I don't know if we're going to know the true new uh, story out of it. Um, if we are, it might be years down the line. Um, but it is a crazy situation that happened. Obviously, everybody made it home now, and it led to an amazing episode of SmackDown on Friday. Um, if you want to listen to our recap of that, Johnny and I went over that on uh, Tuesday. So head back to the K Favor Die podcast from Tuesday and listen to our thoughts there. But yeah, crazy situation. Um, don't know all the answers because, like I said, every day it seems like we're getting new information out of it. So uh, we'll we'll. Uh, if there's any new news to come out of it, uh, we'll report it uh, via either our Instagram, Twitter, or next week on the K Favorite News. So, uh, going out of WWE and going into AEW uh, this week, we have or yeah, this Saturday we have um, AEW Full Gear, the first pay per view uh, during the um, Dynamite era of uh, AEW. Um, looks like a great card. Um, I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to get it. Um, kind of hard to pay. Uh, we got the last pay-per-view on my brother and I weren't all that impressed by it. So I'm not 100% sure if we're going to get it. But this card does seem to be really, really good. So I am kind of excited to see it. 
So uh, I'll do a quick rundown of the card, and then after the card, um, if you missed uh, AEW Dynamite yesterday, Cody Rhodes gave an amazing promo um, leading up to his match with Chris Jericho this Saturday. I'm going to play that promo uh, after I go through all the matches because it's amazing, and it's something I think everybody should hear. So let me go over the card real quick, and then I will play uh, the Cody Rhodes promo from yesterday. Um, we have Joey Janela going one-on-one -on -one with Sean Spears. We have Rihu defending the women's title against Sakura. Uh, Brie Priestley will be going one-on-one -on -one with Dr. Britt Baker. Um, Hangman Page will be going up against the Bastard Pac. The Young Bucks will be going up against uh, Ortiz and Santana. Uh, triple threat for the uh, Tag Team Championships. SCU defends their titles against Lucha Bros and Private Party. Um, the match I just kind of talked about. Chris Jericho defends the AEW World Heavyweight Championship against Cody. And the, I don't know if that's going to be the main event or if Cody, but uh, Cody and Jericho are. But we get John Moxley finally going one-on-one -on -one with Kenny Omega, the match that was supposed to happen at All Out, but because of Moxley's injury, did not happen. Um, like I said, it's a great card. Um, I'm actually kind of looking forward to most of the matches. Joey Janela, Sean Spears, I could not really, whatever. Uh, SCU, Lucha Bros, and Private Party um, does intrigue me. Um, the women's matches, I'm not gonna like. I'm not trying to put anything against them. I just don't know enough about a lot of the wrestlers. I'd say Brie Priestley and Britt Baker is probably a little bit more exciting to me. Um, Hangman and Pac is, I mean, that's gonna be good. Uh, Bucks against uh, Ortiz and Santana is gonna be good. Jericho Cody is gonna be good. Moxie Omega is gonna be good. So it's gonna be a pretty good show. So if you um, want to give it a check out, uh, definitely. Uh, check it out this Saturday, Full Gear. Um, I know Johnny and the Giz will definitely be checking it out, and we'll probably give you guys a recap next week um, during their show um, on Friday, uh, week from Friday, because um, I know they're definitely excited for it. They're bit of the bigger AEW uh, guys than I am. Um, I, I still haven't really done my best on watching AEW. Like I should be um, more focused on it. NXT every Wednesday. I'll go back and watch a few things here and there. Um, but my primary focus has been on NXT. So um, I don't know a bunch about the storylines. I know the Cody and Jericho won pretty well. I know Moxley and Mega won fairly well. Uh, but other than that, I don't know a whole lot of the rest of the storylines. Um, but without further ado, I want to play this promo um, for Cody Rhodes against Chris Jericho this Saturday. Um, this is a pro, uh, announcement that Cody's been, was talking about doing last week, but was interrupted by Jericho in the inner circle. So here is the Cody Rhodes promo from last night. Give me one second because there's a we stupid ad. We've talked about this. I know you have an announcement that's weighing heavy on you right now. Please tell us all what that announcement is. I'm not surprised. We're not surprised the arrival of Chris Jericho with the inner circle. It's been blunt. Or to use a more apropos term, it's been strategic. They have taken a scalpel to the elite. But it's a short victory, Lapman, and here is why. We were already looking for you. 
We looked within our own club at one point. We have searched all over the world for a card that we could put our names on and match up with Matt and Nick Jackson, with Kenny Omega, with Hangman Adam Page, with myself, hell with my brother. November 9th, this Saturday, I find myself on the marquee with our AEW world champion, Chris Jericho. Tony and I have talked about it. He knows what I'm about to announce, but before I do, humor me, I'm going to go on a bit of a detour and rattle off a few names. Eddie Graham. Cowboy Bill Watts, the American Dream Dusty. They were the best bell to bell, and they were the best at the box office. And for those who saw them with their own eyes, those memories reverberate in their heart. It is a good feeling. It is positive. But for the cold and sterile historians of our business, there's an air of controversy that surrounds it. It's from the simple fact that those men were also, in addition to being competitors, they were management. Not, not unlike myself. And for the last year, I've told everybody, every podcast, every radio, every correspondent, I've shouted it off the rooftops how proud I am of AEW, how proud I am of the all-inclusive nature, of the schedule, of the pay, of the fact that we will listen. This, this is Ellis Island for a professional wrestler. This is freedom. criticism attached to my name for being management and being in a title match I can't not hear it and with that said I am announcing that if I do not defeat If I do not defeat Chris Jericho at full gear, I will never challenge for the AEW World Championship again. Chris Jericho, that is a very big if. It's not an encumbrance. It's not an albatross that is going to sit on your chest and weigh you down. It is going to vanish. You've taken to calling my lot entitled millennials. You've called me an entitled millennial bitch. I neglected to read in your best-selling book, A Lion's Tale, which you can get on Amazon for $3 or at any, or at any flea market. 
I neglected to read about the upbringing you had that was so hard. You talked about my silver spoon. Gosh, it must have been so difficult being the upper class son of a famous hockey player. It is almost like we shared the exact same silver spoon, you stupid dick. every accomplishment I've made. You've talked about my father. Well, you call me an entitled millennial, I call you a carny succubus because the dirty secret about you, the dirty secret is you need this generation more than it needs you. And you've surrounded yourself with impressionable youth. This isn't about my dad. This isn't about the dead, it's about the living. It's about my mother, it's about my sister, it's about my wife, it's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to un-goddamn-deniable. At full gear, at full gear, I beat you. I become the world champion, and you fall back into your circle, your inner circle, and you let them know the ground should be rumbling between their feet because the elite are coming. And when the elite and the inner circle square off, it'll be a match beyond, and we are going to eat you alive. Wow. <laughs> um, I love every minute about that promo. Um, I was watching NXT, like I said. Johnny texted me. He was watching AW, and he's like, you need to watch this Cody promo. It's probably one of the best promos ever. I went back. My brother came in shortly after that. He's like, you need to listen to this promo. And I, I finally got a chance to listen to it, and it just it gives you chills. If you're a wrestling fan, this this is what gets you in to wrestling, these kind of storylines, these this um, the motion, the legacy of professional wrestling. This is the stuff that gets us into wrestling and keeps us into wrestling. Chris Jericho, Cody Rhodes, this rivalry. Um, you know what started off with the the uh, the title has turned into. A, a, a match about the legacy of professional wrestling. Chris Jericho, 20-plus year career in wrestling. Cody Rhodes, 14 years, plus his dad's legacy, his brother's legacy. This is what gets us, like, wrestling fans um, just passionate and what gets us enthralled into the storylines, into matches. So this is going to be an amazing match. I cannot wait to see Cody Rhodes like Cody Rhodes has been one of my favorites for a long time in the WWE. I really think he was given the short stiff. He should have been a lot bigger than what he was. And when it kind of started maybe looking like they were giving him the push, then they crashed below him and then he left and went to uh, New Japan and then started AEW. So I'm excited to see this match. Um, this promo just brings me into this match and this is the kind of stuff like i said that makes me a big fan of professional wrestling not just the wrestling but the, the story the legacy the history 
this is what I love about professional wrestling. So um, I loved every minute about that promo, and I'm like I said, I'm hopeful. I'm really excited to see um, uh, Cody Rhodes versus Chris Jericho uh, for the AEW Championship uh, this Saturday at Full Gear. Um, moving on, to, <laughs> hard to move on after that, but uh, moving on to the last bit of news. This is going to be coming out of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, they had their Power Struggle show this past Sunday. Um, I'm going to go over some results there, and then I'm going to go over the updated card for Wrestle Kingdom um, 14, which takes place, like I said, January 4th and 5th. So uh, here are some of the results from Power Struggle. Uh, Ishimori and El Fantasmo of the Bullet Club uh, defeated Robbie Eagles and Rocky Romero. Um, Tahagi, Sonata, and Evil of LIJ uh, defeated Lance Archer, Minoru Suzuki, and Zack Sabre Jr. Um, Ibushi and Tanahashi defeated Okada and Yoshihashi. Uh, Tetsuya Naito defeated, uh, defeated Tai Chi. Uh, Sho and Yo defeated El Desperado and Yoshibu Kanamaru. There we go. Um, Kenta, uh, defeated Ishii in the never, in the never open weight title match. Um, Kenta retaining, um, Will Ospreay defeated Bushi for the junior heavyweight title and Jay White defeated Goto for the, uh, IWGP Intercontinental Championship. So big things that came out of that show. Um, first off the return of Hiromu Takahashi. Um, after being out for 16 months of a broken neck, some people didn't even think that he was going to be able to come back. Um, but he is back, and he challenged Will Ospreay for a match at Wrestle Kingdom for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Cannot wait for that match. I love Hiromu Takahashi. I love Will Ospreay. That is going to be a gem of a match um, at Wrestle Kingdom. Also, to come out of that, um, after Jay White defeated Goto for the Intercontinental Championship, he started calling out um, Ibushi, and he called out Okada. Um, there looks like they're setting up for a kind of a winner-take-all match um, on the second night of Wrestle Kingdom, where the IWGP Heavyweight Champion will go up against the IWGP Intercontinental Championship in a winner-take-all match where we'll have a double champion. Um, that is the first time that's ever happened in IWGP history that I'm aware of. Um, while he was calling um, the, the two out, Tetsuya Naito came out um, and pretty much set up, and it has been made official, but it was pretty much set up for um, challenging Jay White for the Intercontinental Championship on the first night of Wrestle Kingdom. So, and then the, t the two guys did finally come out, and the four of them were in the ring, and that sets up for the championship um, challenge that we have at Wrestle Kingdom 4, uh, 14. Um, so Wrestle Kingdom 14 takes place January 4th and 5th, the first time ever that the show will be a two-night event. Um, as of right now, um, we have some of the matches that are have been announced. Excuse me. We will be having more matches announced between now and January 4th, obviously. Um, but some big matches announced. Um, first, uh, night one 
of Wrestle Kingdom, like I said, which is January 4th. Um, like I just said, we have Jay White defending the Intercontinental Championship against Tetsuya Naito. Um, Will Ospreay will be defending the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship against the return of Hiromu Takahashi. Um, we have the retirement match for Jushin Thunder Liger. Not sure if he's going to have matches on both nights. As of right now, all they have announced is this match on night one, which is an eight-man tag. Um, forgive me for these names because I'm not good at trying to pronounce these Japanese names. Um, but it's going to be uh, Jushin Thunder Liger teaming up with Tatsumi Fujinami, great, the Great Suzuki, and Tiger Mask. That one's not as bad. Uh, they will be going up against Naoki Sano, uh, Shinjiro Otami, or Ato, uh, Atani, yep. um, Tashishito Takawa, Takawa, and uh, Taguchi. So if you don't understand what I said in those words, because I can't say any of the names uh, very well, uh, head over to New Japan World and um, check Russell Kingdom. They have the full card there. You can just read all the names because I'm terrible at reading Japanese names. And the main event for night one of um, Russell Kingdom is uh, Kazuchika Okada defending the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against the um, briefcase winner uh, for the... Um, the tournament, I cannot think of the tournament's name off the top of my head, but he won the tournament, uh, Kota Abushi. Um, I don't know why the name of the tournament is, I'm like, got so many other things in my head that I cannot think of the name of the tournament. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Okada will be defending the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Kota Abushi at the main event of night one. Uh, night two. Um, we have the Junior Tag Team Championships uh, are on the line. Sho and Yo will be challenging El, Fa uh, El Fantasmo and Taiji Ishimori, uh, the champions from Bullet Club. Another thing that got announced uh, at Power Struggle that I didn't go over, um, there was a video promo from Jericho. He challenged Hiroshi Tanahashi. So we will be getting Tanahashi and Jericho. If you want to hear the video, uh, Johnny played it at our podcast a couple days ago. If you want to listen to the Jericho uh, video, go back and listen to that. Um, and the last two matches that have so far been announced um, is the losers of night one. So the loser of the Jay White and Naito match and the loser of Okada Abushi will be going one-on-one -on -one against each other. I don't know if maybe that gets them a future title match down the line, but the losers of those two matches, like I said, again, Jay White versus Naito for the IC title and Okada versus Ibushi for the uh, heavyweight title, the losers of those two matches will first each other, and then the winners of those two matches will reverse each other title for title, um, winner-take-all, IC champion versus the heavyweight champion. So Wrestle Kingdom 14 is looking to break a lot of new grounds, um, being two, a two-night event, um, being uh, having a, the winner take all match um, involving one uh, or two of four of the guys uh, in the two title matches. Um, like I said, um, uh, Okada and Ibushi for the heavyweight championship on night one and Naito and Jay White for the Intercontinental Championship on night one as well. The winners of those two matches will versus each other for in the main event, winner take all, and the losers will take on each other in night two. Also, 
Um, I don't know if a number one contendership match, like I said, is is at stake or just to add another match uh, to make make it um, easier to have two nights. So all that information, um, I know that was a lot there, especially towards the end. Uh, but that will actually end this week's episode. Um, I'm really excited. Wrestle Kingdom is like, a, I, if you guys know, I know Johnny knows. Wrestle Kingdom is probably one of the most things I'm the most excited for every year. Um, and with it being two nights and the retirement of uh, Jushin Thunder Liger, um, the double champion matches, Jericho Tanahashi, the return of Hiromo Takahashi, there's so much going into this show that it's probably going to probably be one of the best Wrestle Kingdoms ever. Um, like I told Johnny, some of the matches that, that haven't been announced that they're talking about, um, we might be getting John Moxley versus Lance Archer for the United States Championship. We might be getting Kenta versus Shibata for the Neverweight, uh, Neverweight Open Championship. This is just going to be an amazing show, um, both nights from top to bottom. Uh, if, if you're not a fan of New Japan, or I'm going to say if you're not a fan, but if you haven't seen New Japan, especially if you're in the States, or if you go on, I mean, you can go on YouTube, just watch some of these matches. In the States, um, there's Access TV. If you have Access TV, they will be playing Wrestle Kingdom on there. So if you don't get to see it the night of, don't fret. They will be playing it every year. They normally play Wrestle Kingdom night of. Um, they pretty much just rebroadcast it um, because it normally in the States takes place like early in the morning because Japan is ahead of us. And then that same night uh, in the States, Wrestle Kingdom will be on uh, Access TV. Um, normally there's the main event matches and stuff like that. They don't have the full show, but they do play the rest of the matches in the next like in the weeks to come. So you'll be able to watch the whole card. It just takes a couple weeks to watch it all. Um just watch it. Like if you're just, if you're a fan, like if you like NXT, like you'll be a big fan of New Japan because they're very similar. The hard hitting style. I mean, there is storylines, but they're not as heavy into the storylines. It's all about the wrestling. If you're an AEW fan, you like you'll probably like it because a lot of the guys in AEW came from New Japan or wrestled in New Japan. The Bucks, Jericho, Cody, Kenny Omega. He was big star in New Japan. Uh, Moxley, and then you got the tie-in too. Jericho, who wrestles in AW, will be wrestling in in New Japan at Wrestle Kingdom. Moxley most likely will be wrestling um, at Wrestle Kingdom. So you got those little tie-ins there. So if, if you're not a, if you haven't seen New Japan, um, like I said, if you're in the states or if you have Access TV, or if you want to get New Japan World, you can get New Japan World, or you want to watch the matches. They got matches on YouTube. Definitely give New Japan. A watch. I don't think it gets enough uh, enough attention, especially with a lot of the uh, American North American stars leaving, because that's what kind of was getting a lot of eyes over there for a while. The Cody's, the Bucks, the Omegas, the Jerichos. A lot of those guys were getting eyes over there, but now that they've come to AEW and kind of ended their relationship in New Japan, a lot of the eyes have moved back over. So uh, definitely give New Japan a watch. I know I'm just kind of rambling on here towards the end now so i will cut myself uh short now and end end the episode because i could keep rambling on some more um if you want to follow us on instagram twitter and facebook um go ahead and give us a follow there just type in kayfabe or die um if you want to listen to the podcast um we're available on spotify google podcast apple podcast 
Radio Public, Overcast, um, and a few other podcasting platforms. So until next week, Buzz out.